the Cross the Streams podcast. Cross the Streams. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Tony, and you're listening to another episode of Cross the Streams podcast. We are coming at you live, but not really because this is recorded. Uh, I got Cooley with me. What's up, bro? Yo. Yeah, what's man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yeah. more than Yowza. <laughs> That's right out of a comic book. Um, <laughs> yo, man. Uh, dude, I'm really, I'm actually pretty amped about this episode. I mean, I'm usually excited to do an episode of Cross the Streams with you, but I'm actually really excited because I watched things that I said I was going to watch <laughs> finally and didn't just like choose new things. So, um, Ah, dude, there was a. Hey, can I can I say something? Yeah, can go I say for something? It. I'm sorry. Of course, sorry. this is a podcast. We, you can say to, whatever you to, want. Today, yeah. today, we are doing things a little bit differently as far as how we're recording, and um, we're using House Party so we can see each other. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say that on my Mac, House Party is very, very flattering uh, to my image. Like, I mean, my beard looks super dark and full, and and <laughs> and I, I'm looking at. <laughs> Like, like, you know, like a lot of the shine that's on my face from like, you know, I just came from a walk outside, like I'm a little bit, you know, I had some perspiration or whatever you want to call it. And the shine that's on my face is a little duller. And I mean, I think anybody that's interested in having a nice image portrayed to somebody else, you should use House Party. It's a very cool app. Yeah, man. House Party's dope because you can actually, uh, if you're playing with your friends and stuff like that, you can do a lot of the same stuff that all these other apps offer. You can share your screen, but house party is cool because if you do it on the mobile, uh, the mobile app, you can actually play games with the other person, which is kind of cool. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's awesome. And I've, I've actually been able to do house party with like five other people at the same time. And the image and the video is still clear where mm. you would think FaceTime would be clear and it's not. So, um, house party, definitely recommend it. Um, but, dude, back to all the stuff that we watched and I watched. Um, I'm just going to jump right into this, man. I am really excited to actually tell you that I watched, finally watched Greyhound on Apple TV Plus starring Tom Hanks, which was awesome. Uh, it's all about... When was uh, that released? So it actually came out, uh, I think it was July 10th or 12th it came out. Uh, but I didn't get to watch it around that time. I was super busy, but... Um, you know, one night my wife went out, my, put my, my daughter to bed and, um, I just had like five hours to kind of just like watch whatever I want. And I popped on Greyhound, um, you know, and it was, it was really good, man. It's, it's not like the usual Tom Hanks, like Steven Spielberg type movie. The entire thing takes place on, you know, the boat, except for, I think like the first like five or 10 minutes. Um, I was really excited because in the first five to 10 minutes, uh, his love interest is Elizabeth Shue, which like hasn't she hasn't really done much. Uh, I pretty sure she was confirmed or is going to be confirmed very soon for uh, uh, season three of Cobra Kai, which is already already done filming. Uh, but they haven't um, they haven't actually released if she's in the cast uh, yet. But I mean, if you watched Cobra Kai and watched the last season, I think they pretty much hinted that she was going to be in it. Um, so it was cool so, to see so she her. Wasn't, she was in The Boys recently. She was in The Boys, yeah. I mean, that obviously was, she was, uh, yeah. But I mean, like, not, you know, you see, like, actors in, like, a lot of different stuff. I feel like now she's starting to make a resurgence, which is cool. Right, she, right, right. You know, um, so I was excited to see her. It was a pretty small role, but, I mean, I'm glad that she was in it. And um, So it's interesting that a movie about buses starts off on a boat. No, it's it's uh, it's not a movie about buses. It's uh, but I know what you were saying because Greyhound. But it's actually uh, it's it's actually about U boats. <laughs> so let's just clear that up right away. It's about U oh. boats. Um, it's about. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like Speed Two oh, or God. Three. Yeah, Speed Speed Three Greyhound. Um, <laughs> no, it was actually it was starring Tom Hanks. Starring Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is just like <laughs> Tom Hanks. It was cans, just cans. Um, <laughs> so, um, no, I, dude, it was really good, man. I mean, Greyhound was an excellent movie. Um, for something that uh, 
you know, I just didn't really know what to expect. I think, I think, I think the reason why I was interested in this movie is because my grandfather was in the Navy, and he was, um, you know, basically in a very, a very similar situation where he shot down, you know, German planes, and he, um, you know, he wasn't on um, a submarine or anything like that. You know, he was on an actual boat, above water boat, but uh, the amount of uh, Stress. I feel like that has got to put on you, not knowing if like, not knowing if there are submarines in the water, and and then when you finally find out that there are, because you see them on radar, you can get blown out of the water by a torpedo, and then you're done, and that is probably one of the scariest things. And I and I don't understand how anybody decides they want to be on a submarine. That seems like the most claustrophobic environment for me, and if anything happens to that boat you're done that thing sinks you're done you're gonna drown at some point or you're just gonna starve to death if if it doesn't start leaking and you're gonna die like it's, well, does anybody really decide to be on a submarine or do they well go, no hey, they're they're you're assigned well to the submarine. I, I i don't exactly know the answer to that but i feel like um if you're in the navy you probably I, I, yeah maybe you are assigned but i feel like there are specific crews that that would work on a submarine because the way that a submarine operates is very different, I feel like, than a, another boat would. So, um, I mean, a submarine obviously can submerge and go deeper. And, and obviously, I, I, I'm sure that there's a ton of different uh, things you have to know and be qualified to be on that boat. Um, I'm sure that there's, I, I don't know, there's probably a lot of other stuff that goes into it. I just would never want to be on a submarine. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. It, it's, it's the scariest thing in the world to even think about. So I'm watching this movie and I'm like freaking out for these people that are on boats, not knowing if they're going to get blown out of the water. Um, you know, they, I, I had no idea. Like, I was like, Oh, how would you take down a submarine? Right. And basically what they do is they drop charges into the water. They just fly off the boat and go into the water and they just explode. And if they explode underwater and the, and the submarines, there, just like basically shatters it. So, because I, I didn't know exactly how you would take one out. Obviously, if it's if it surfaces, you can fire at it. Um, the cool the cool thing about this movie is that these these um, ships that were all going, you know, crossing the Pacific, they were trying to deliver supplies to like you know our allies and things like that. So they have to go through this certain they call it I think like the black hole, where they had no air support. So they had, there was no plane coverage to actually help defend them because it's out of range. So they have to, I think it's like a two day period. We have to go through this like black hole where they have no protection um, and just have to make sure that they can protect themselves. But as soon as they get within air support, the, um, the plane can actually get a pretty good idea of where the, the submarine, submarine is and just drop bombs right into the water and take it out. So that was interesting. I didn't know half of this stuff. Um, so I found it, I found it interesting. I thought Tom Hanks did a great job. I mean, he's Tom Hanks, you know, um, he was excellent. It was, it was, um, based on true events. So if you have a chance to check it out, I mean, it's only a 90 minute movie. It's actually a pretty short film, but it's worth your time. Did I ever tell you the story about how I lost Apple TV plus? No, how'd that happen? Didn't you buy the new phone or <laughs> something? I mean, so, I, so here, so here's, Here's how it works. <laughs> Court and I use the same account. Yep. Like, because we're old school, like way back before there was family sharing or any of that. Like, yeah. we, we shared an account so that we could just have the same apps and stuff because it didn't matter to us. Right. Um, fast forward to when I got a new phone and I said, okay, I'm going to try Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. for a year for free. Right, because right. who wouldn't? Yeah, right, because it's, it's fucking free. awesome. And uh, you know, it was great. Watched a couple of shows. Was dying to get back into it. Uh, and uh, then Court got a new phone, mm-hmm. and she saw, oh, try Apple TV Plus for free. And so she she hit that, and it like she just automatically joined my account because we both used the same Apple ID. And so, what happened was, <laughs> Court was just like. Nah, fuck this. And she said, I don't like it. And she canceled the account. 
and I went to use it the next day and I was like, what the fuck? How come it says I need to sign up? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, and so after a lot of investigation and me ch checking in with Apple uh, and them saying, well, I say investigation, it was literally me checking in with Apple and them saying, oh yeah, no, you canceled that like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> You're like, turn it back on. Yes. And they said, and they said, nah, we can't do that. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, because you canceled it. And I was like, no, I didn't. And anyway, as cool of oh, a story as that is, yeah, I have no Apple TV anymore. And um, I'll have to like, I'll have to subscribe to it at some point. But I still have like a ton of shit I'm trying to catch up on on different platforms. So, yeah, um, you know, once like one of them cools off and I can like discontinue one, I'll sign up to Apple TV and grab some more like grab some of their shows and shit yeah and I feel like Apple Apple TV plus is still in its infancy so I mean it's it's growing there's a lot of stuff on there but it's not as big as as you know Netflix or Amazon Prime or you know all that stuff right now so I would say yeah. I would say as Apple TV grows um, and they start releasing like a lot of great material then I would say jump on it I mean um, I, I still haven't seen The Banker yet, and I want it to. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I, I mean, I started watching uh, uh, the other thing I was going to tell you I watched, which is also <coughs> on Apple TV Plus, is Defending Jacob um, mm -hmm. with... Um, uh, Chris Evans. Uh, thank you, Chris Evans. And it's actually a really good show, man. Um, I was on the fence about watching it at first. It sounded, like, super interesting to me, but I just, for some reason, like, never pulled the trigger on it. And then... Uh, we were trying to find something to watch last night and I was like, how about defending Jacob? And she was like, all right, let's do it. And it's really good, man. Not going to lie. It's actually really good. Yeah, dude, people sleep on uh, on Chris Evans because he's like Captain America um, and he's been Captain America for like 10, 11 years now. So mm -hmm. pe people sleep on him, man, like because even before that, what was he? He was the Human Torch and he played in, you yeah. know, bit roles here and there. But that dude is a fucking actor, kid. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, he's he's uh he the reason why he's you know decided he didn't want to play Captain America anymore is so he didn't get pigeonholed as Captain America, you right. know. But when you watch this, you don't think he's Captain America at all. Like I, I never really, I never really was thought I was going to have an issue with that because I like Chris Evans. So mm -hmm. watching this automatically, it was just like it's not in a Marvel universe world. You automatically kind of separate yourself from I feel like that character. Um, well, yeah, and he's not playing this larger-than-life character. He's 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 a, a regular, average like human being, and like he, it's just yeah, he's a district I, I think, attorney. I think, he's really good. I think Evans is the cal, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think like there's a certain like type of actor out there, like like you have your uh, Johnny Depp. I think is a ridiculous actor. Mm. Um, that can just like transform themselves like a like a christian bale yeah. uh, can transform himself from like role to role and like you like you you know sometimes you look at him and you're like oh my god really but like with evans like he doesn't have that complete transformation like the mechanic you know what i mean but right he he can transform himself like where you're you're not questioning whether it's chris evans but you're all you never question the character that he's playing Right, yeah, he's not doing like a you physical know? transformation. It's just yeah, like he's like a really you know good, it's Chris Evans, yeah. but it's it's a it's different a completely character. different. Yeah, completely different, and you can and you don't ever feel like oh, this guy's just playing himself. You know, like like a lot of actors do today. Yeah, I think uh, you know, and with this, it's such a really compelling and interesting story that makes you <clears> think um, that it's hard not to get engrossed in it. So, I think um, you know, just just to. Uh, I mean, give it a shot. It. I mean, you got uh, Michelle Dockery in it, who plays his wife Lori. I mean, who's well known for uh, Downton Abbey. She's in it. Um, there's a there's a lot of um, people in this. So Pablo Schreiber is in it. He played. Mm. Um, he was in Orange Is the New Black as a uh, porn stash. He actually oh, plays. Yeah, 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 he yeah. plays one of the other attorneys. You would, dude, honestly, completely different from from that character. Obviously, like porn stash is kind of like a. I think he's more of like a caricature of a person. So yeah, to see he's him, Matt Sweeney too, right? Yeah. So to see him as as you know a, a, an attorney and actually like make that believable was interesting. Um, he's he's doing a really great job in the show, and I gotta say, man, like the the kids in this show, like um, the kid playing uh, Jacob Barber, like the the Jacob, he his name's Jaden Martell. This kid is a phenomenal actor. Like all of the kids in this are really good actors. 
Um, you don't for a second doubt that, um, you know, they are the characters that they are portraying. So, you know, J.K. Simmons is in it, too. Um, he plays um, uh, Chris Evans or Andy Barber's dad, uh, who I don't really want to give anything away, but I, I'm actually he's he was um, they showed, you know, kind of like a sneak peek of him at the end of episode four. So episode five is where we're actually really going to see, uh, you know, J.K. Simmons on screen. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think he's a really good actor as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, J.K. Simmons, I was hoping you was going to say he was playing J. Jonah Jameson, which would have like tied everything to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, would have brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see J.K. Simmons, I laugh, though, because I remember um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, Doogie Hauser, that that guy with his, his real name. <laughs> What's his, what's his real oh, name? Oh, who, the guy, that, the kid that played Doogie Howser? Yeah, Just Shoot Me, what's, what's his name? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, Neil Patrick yeah, Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, man. He he hosted the Oscars, and J.K. Simmons won an Oscar, and when he walked off stage, he, Neil Patrick Harris came on and went, he won an Oscar. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's amazing. Because everybody knows him, you know, from the commercials. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, watch uh, Defending Jacob. It's, um, like I said, it's one of those things where I really don't want to talk too much about it because if I do, I'm going to give things away. But um, I didn't know this either, but my wife told me last night it's actually based on a book. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed when I heard it was based on a book because I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like I thought somebody was creative and came up with this and it wasn't written first. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, you know, somebody it is based on a book um, and that's where they're getting the story. But um, I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about it. So I'm excited to, to watch the last four episodes. It's uh, it's eight episodes. So, um, you know, if you have time, you have Apple TV plus check it out. Word. Yeah, man. Um, have you have you ever seen um I mean I don't know I know you know that they exist and you've heard of them but I don't know if you've ever watched them you know growing up um the shows Hercules and Xena I know of them I never watched them All right so I watched them but I wasn't so like there I guess there are like different levels of you know n- knowledge of those shows so like you either haven't watched them but heard of them because everybody's heard of them um, or you are a passive fan like myself who, you know, when there's nothing else on TV, it definitely was, you know, something to pass the time and watch and was interesting and fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never like got into watching like every episode and following the story. And then you have like that mega fandom that like, you know, to this day, cosplays Xena, even though it's been off the air for fucking 20 years. Um, so, so you have those three levels, right? Um, that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Uh, I watched this show, Cursed. Okay. On uh, on Netflix, it just got released. It's actually number three at this point on the top ten on Netflix. Uh, so it's getting some pretty good uh, traction. Um, but the reason why I mentioned Xena and Hercules, and I was hoping you had seen it, uh, was because I could tell you that it actually follows a lot of the same uh, sensibilities as those shows. It's like, you know, the cast is all pretty much like beautiful people uh you know they they handpicked like a bunch of models that had some acting ability and threw them all together um and then you know it's like really like this uh this hero's journey of you know the main character who is joined by a younger uh sidekick that is kind of their apprentice or you know helper or whatever and they just go on these adventures and it's literally that's i mean if you if I was describing that to anybody that watched those shows. They would be like, oh, that sounds like Hercules and Xena. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's ba- I think that's basically where they ripped the concept from. But it's actually really fucking good, man. Like, I, I got into it. It's, it's, the story of, it's the story of King Arthur, right? But it's not the story of King Arthur. It's like this, uh, it's this reimagining of the King Arthur mythos um, where, you know, the, the main character is this girl named Nimue. She's like this witch um, or like a fairy person or something. It's weird. It's, I still haven't figured out like, you know, exactly, you know, what her, her clan was or whatever. I think they were fae or fairy people or whatever. And she had like these, these powers that tied her to nature. Um, Mm -hmm. But she was, you know, given the, the task of, Giving, getting the sword uh the magic sword that arthur you know 
pulls out of the stone or whatever. She gets the sword, but she is given the task of bringing that to Merlin. And Merlin is, and we I had mentioned Johnny Depp earlier. Um, yeah. And, you know, we all know Johnny Depp is really, really famous for his uh, role of, as Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. Uh, Merlin, it seems to be a riff off of Jack Sparrow because, like, he's literally, like, I mean, if you watch, like, his mannerisms, his movements, the way that he talks, he drinks all the time, and he's, like, really, like, you know, free-going and shit like that. Like, he's literally Captain Jack Sparrow, but he's Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, King Arthur is a black kid, and, you know, this girl, Nimue, is the one that gets the sword. Um, and they have a lot of really cool characters and a lot of really cool ways of, like, you know, like, doing things and, like, telling this story. I haven't gotten to the end of the season yet, so I couldn't tell you, like, how it all plays out or where it's going. But where it starts is just super interesting, and it's and it's uh, definitely worth a watch. Definitely check it out. Um, you're either going to love it or hate it because you're going to be... I can tell you right now, 100%, this is going to be one of those polarizing shows where you have people on one side saying, oh, wow, finally we have this story of, like, you know, the hero is... The hero is uh, a young lady, right? And she right. gets the sword. And and King Arthur is a black kid and he is like coming into his own and you're and you're getting to see something like that play out in medieval times and like they there's just isn't anything like that out there. And there're going to be people saying finally and then there's going to be the other side screaming, "Oh, fucking SJWs and blah 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 blah." blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's going to be very fucking polarizing. Uh, you can obviously tell by my description of the other side which side I lay on. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I did not give them a fair shake at all. Not at all. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that. I mean, if depending on which camp you're in, you know, either give it a shot or don't. That's all I can say. Um, because you will be predisposed to either love or hate it, uh, depending on you know where you lie on on the political spectrum. But. Um, but yeah, I, I'll give you that warning and just tell you to go for it because it's definitely worth it. And I had a lot of fun checking it out so far. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely it seems interesting. Um, I watched um, something else. I've been telling you that I was going to watch. Uh, it was actually an iTunes rental. Uh, it was The Invisible Man. Um, and I will tell you that normally I heard a lot of good things about this film. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it I a lot. I thought that um, if anybody else but Elizabeth Moss had played this role um, of the lead, it probably would not have done as well. But, 100 fucking percent. Yeah. I haven't even seen it, and I can tell you that I know 100% that that is the reason why that movie was what it was. Yeah, dude. She's a phenomenal actress, like, hands down. I mean, I... I you know... <sighs> To see somebody just be in the the movies essentially. I mean, I'm on a little bit of a spoiler here, but I mean, like the she's. It starts off with you seeing that she's in this very. She's trapped in this uh, abusive, controlling relationship, and she's yes. trying to get out of it. And the guy that she is in a relationship with is like one of the number one. Uh, experts in optics in the world and he's obviously like a bajillionaire and he's got like this huge mansion on the water and you see her kind of like basically she goes down to like shut off the security cameras before she like bounces and like you know she she's put get grabbing all the things together at like 3 a.m like trying to get out quietly but like she goes down into like the downstairs area which is like his lab and you start to see like how like awesome his lab is and all the like fancy equipment he has. It's like friggin' Iron Man down there and it's like you're like, okay, this guy like definitely like knows his shit and like he's some kind of like expert in something. And you know, she so so I mean like her getting out of this relationship is 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 the first step. But then you start to see her slowly slip into insanity where she is having a hard time convincing that her you know her ex-boyfriend who basically she just left uh there this news comes out like a couple weeks after she leaves him and is afraid that he's gonna he's gonna find her comes out that he's dead and then she's like she believes it at first but then things start happening where she is trying to tell everybody that he's not dead and he's still screwing with her and 
the cool thing about this is that normally in any other like Invisible Man, like, you know, or like the Invisible Man with um, Chevy Chase and Sam Neill or Hollow Man with, with Kevin Bacon, the person actually is legit invisible where this is done a little bit differently. Since this guy is like an expert in optics, he found a way to design a suit that you put on that literally is like thousands of mini cameras that actually like pop up and spin around and they actually create almost like a cloaking device, which kind of like, kind of like the predator, but it's even better because you can't see anything. Um, so I thought that was an interesting take on how this guy was actually becoming invisible. Um, so, you know, I would definitely, I would recommend watching this film because it is a suspenseful type thriller. And there are parts in this movie that actually made me jump. Uh, which yeah, I didn't know, expect. You know, you know why I, I I knew immediately that that Moss like actually, you know, made this film. Um, or when I say made this film, I don't mean like she directed it and wrote it and all that shit. I mean like she yeah she made was this like yeah. The, yeah she she stole the the sh- for the fucking show yeah um I I knew it immediately because I knew what the movie was about right mm-hmm. and I I also know that she fucking kills it in the handmaid's tale yeah she does yeah right and she's she's done that show for you know multiple seasons and when you get into a character like that and then you go into a movie like this it's she she can pull from those emotions that she's already learned how to portray right Mm -hmm. like it's like she's she's been through worse on the handmaid's tale right like yeah and, and and she can bring that into this movie and she can actually like you know just deliver uh, a performance that that shows like how how afraid she is how how much she has to pull it together how much she has to you know build up her inner strength to like you know fight this dude or whatever um yeah i mean like i knew it immediately like you know perfect choice for the role mm-hmm. um and when you're talking about like a movie like this like i mean i i give a lot of props to whoever wrote it um, I can't tell you about the directing because I again I haven't seen the movie, so I'm going to be you know honest about that. But um, knowing what it's about and knowing how they pulled it off, um, kudos to the writer because it's it it takes something that's truly horrifying in real life mm-hmm. and then fantasizes it to show and and draw a parallel to that, which makes it even more frightening. Um, like I mean, because basically, I mean, isn't the Invisible Man basically fucking Harvey Weinstein, right? Like, isn't that like like seriously? <laughs> Not like, all let's, the let's, time. If you if it's a but, dark version of the Invisible Man, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that basically can do anything he wants. He's gonna like try to watch girls yes. when they're naked or like rape them. Yeah, that's been like right. that's like the Hollow Man aspect. Yeah, of, yeah. right. And, and and that's and that's like to take that into to use that to illustrate an, a point or to like whatever. And still have like a solid movie that separates itself from the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just I I don't know. I just think it's a it's it's a a fucking slam dunk as far as like just literature in general. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, man. And I like I said, I mean, I was kind of like, okay, well, how's this gonna be? Like, I'd heard so many good things about it, but I was like, I can't wait to see what she does with this and the, the fact that she that she decided to actually do this movie um, tells me that she thought it was good enough and she could really offer something to the screen. And she definitely pulled that off. Um, One other thing that I do want to mention is um, the invisible man came out on February 28th of 2020. um, And the King of Staten Island came out on June 12th of 2020. Um, So, I can honestly say that I think this movie, in my opinion, was better than The King of Staten Island. So, uh, <laughs> full circle dope. back to that conversation. I yeah, thought dope, it was man. better. It's- so I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I told you so, but I'm just saying, like personally, oh, you, yeah, you I found say- this, I found this better than that. But that's you definitely it. couldn't say that I told you so because we're seeing it from two different perspectives. But yeah, I'm glad that you found a movie that was better for you. Um, yeah, I didn't have to watch Trolls World Tour yet, so. Uh, please, please don't. <laughs> please, please don't watch it because I don't want to have to watch exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Trolls World Tour. You know what I do um. want to watch though is I, I've watched. I think I've watched that song, "You're Welcome" by The Rock in Moana, about like forty <laughs> times already, and I'm, I, 
Oh, dude, watch Moana. No, I'm I I'm to... not saying that. I I want to finish it. I, I I keep getting to like the coconut, like where like the sh- <laughs> I keep getting to that part, and then they like the ships crash, and I got to the part where he gets uh into the cave where there's like this snail thing, and then she didn't want to really pay attention anymore, and I was like, all right, well I'll have to finish I think, this. Um, I gotta finish it, dude. It's actually really good so far. I like I want to watch it, man. I want to watch it because I I think uh, Philippa Sue is uh. Is a voice on Moana. I can't. I don't know which one. I have to look it up. But I had heard like just because one of the things that I had watched. We're not going to really get into it because we've already talked about Hamilton. But I had watched the uh, one of the interviews with the cast, mm-hmm. and like they had talked about her and I think Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda uh, having something to do with Moana. Yeah, he wrote actually like. the music for it. Oh, did he write the music for it? Yeah. So that that rap that like you know the rock sings in that song yeah. like a welcome that's all written by by him which you can tell i mean like if you listen to the the wordplay yeah. yeah it's it's the same like it's the same style as hamilton i mean the guy killed it yeah i but i but i think philip Sue is actually one of the voices too um which is which is i fucking love uh that cast at, for hamilton i think everything everything about them and everything uh, uh they're like their performances their voices everything man it's such a dope fucking show transformative it, like it is changing. man it is and they they, um, they really like they just continue to kill it so um but but yeah let's let's not go down that slope because i will talk about hamilton for the rest of the show yeah no i i agree um <laughs> i would do the same thing um i watched the wrong missy um which you had definitely yes. watched uh with uh david spade and and i dude it was so good man. so here's the thing about <laughs> so it was like one of those things where i'm not a huge fan of um i'm not a huge fan of you know the lead there she kind of annoys me um and that's one of the reasons why i kind of held off on watching it i mean she's definitely all right so <laughs> Her I mean, name that's is the, point, her, the Lauren, point of her character. Yeah, right? Lauren Lapkus. But I mean, like I've seen her in other things that she's kind of the same thing. Um, but you, she, there's a likability to her. Like once you get used to her character and, and you realize like what's going on with her. And I, I, but I really liked um, you know David Spade's David Spade. But I thought he did a really good job in this. But I really like Nick Swordsman in this. Yes, <laughs> Nick Swordsman. <laughs> Nick Swordsman like always makes me laugh because he's like he's always a shade of the same character. Like he's over the top. He yells. He's yes. loud, but he's mad funny. Um, and I, 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 the one thing that made me laugh in this movie continuously, and it was actually. It was such a dumb thing, it, it, but I was always dying. Is the the boss Jeff Pearson, uh, who plays uh, Jack Winstone? So this guy, his intern, is always trying to give him coffee, and I don't know why he's always like they're on the boat about to go shark diving, and he's in the middle of like his speech, and the guy holds up a coffee cup, and he goes, and he just hits the cup, and it flies off the boat. He goes, I don't want coffee. <laughs> it's like it was so fucking stupid, and like for some reason, I was just like, why did the intern think that moment was the perfect time to hand him a coffee? I don't know. It's like it's such a dumb thing, but for some reason, it made me like laugh my ass off. Um, Dude, the, I thought the whole movie had like moments like that, though, like just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, like I, I love the, uh, I love that moment when, and you mentioned like when they're on the boat, like when they actually go shark diving. Yeah. And he starts throwing up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, well, <laughs> she, like well the... she throws up into the. She throws up right. Oh yeah, above it was her. It was her. She starts throwing up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's just like, like uh, what the fuck is this? Did you see the sign that says no chumming? Yes. So, and then you got um, what's his face, dude? Uh, Rob Schneider playing Camonte, which is like the guy who's running. He's, like, of course, it's an Adam Sandler <laughs> movie, like a Happy Madison production, so you know he's gonna he's gonna be in it. Yeah, um, for like a minute at least. Yeah, I mean he had to be. It was it's it's definitely uh, it was really funny. And that other guy too. Um, uh, what was his character's name? He's been in a ton of shit. He was. Um, his name's Jonathan uh, Laron. He was actually he played Paul, um, who was, I th- he was, I think he was the, I think he was the boyfriend of the girl that he had dated previously or whatever that he was engaged to. Um, but he's been in a lot of like Happy Madison productions. He was in like Grandma's Boy and stuff like that. Uh, I thought you know he always brings like that same type of character. 
um, using Big Daddy too. So you see a lot of the the people that are in all the Adam Sandler's movies like coming, and it's pretty cool that that um, you know Adam Sandler like gives these guys <laughs> gives these guys <laughs> roles like he gets like job security you know if he makes a movie like they're gonna have some type of a part in it which i think is really cool um so yeah and i don't know if you know this but um i one of his uh one of Ad, adam sandler's i think his son was in it J- uh, jared sandler he was in it um he was one of the um the kids i guess he's been in a lot of like adam sandler's movies so um nice Oh no! I think Jared Sandler was actually, I think Jared Sandler was the the intern uh, who was actually trying to keep giving him coffee. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was kind of a, that was a funny role, but uh, but no, it definitely not a typical David Spade, um, you know, movie that's kind of just like a, you know, like a pile of shit that isn't really that funny. This one actually was really good, so I I re- recommend checking it out. Um, trust me it's worth your time it's it's it kind of it's kind of a little bit of a sleeper um and the only other thing that i've really watched since uh, our last episode and this was only the first two episodes uh it was just something that we found on netflix called working moms um it's i mean it's if you are a a mother obviously like my wife is um and or a father and you have <laughs> <laughs> you're a parent uh, you could experience some type of parenting um there's a lot of things that are highly relatable um you know as stupid as like trying to figure out like how to you know <laughs> collapse the stroller and get it into the back of the car you know like stupid shit like that that like <laughs> just can be kind of frustrating when you're when you first become a parent like really dumb things like that so working moms is actually on netflix um and the uh, main actress Catherine Reitman, uh, who plays Kate Foster, she's actually um, the creator of the show and the the writer of the show. Um, I actually had never heard of her before or seen her in anything. Um, she's actually really funny. There's a couple other um, lead women in the show: uh, Danny Kind, who's really good; Juno Rinaldi, she's really funny. Um, but I would I would definitely recommend. Uh, watching it if you are a parent even if you're a new parent um, it, it just there's a lot of relatable comedy in there um, especially uh, from a women's perspective like if you if you're a, uh, a guy and you've seen your wife go through uh, pregnancy and the stuff that she has to deal with after the fact um, you know and it, transitioning into a full-time mom it is actually pretty funny but there was a, there was one point where I even said to my wife I was like do you want to watch something else I was like I feel like we're reliving one of the most stressful times of our lives and I don't know <laughs> if I necessarily want to go down that road again like I've actually feel like we've passed that point I don't really want to like uh, feel that that heightened sense of stress um, so we kind of like tuned out we actually and then last night she was gonna she started watching the Amy Schumer documentary about like her pregnancy which. I don't know. I'm personally kind of over Amy Schumer. I feel like she kind of had her time on the stage. She's really busy being a mom right now, which I think is very important. But she's uh, did some stand-up comedy about it, which I thought some of it was funny. But I feel like Amy Schumer has kind of gotten a little old for me. Um, I don't know, man. I started I actually during the pandemic, which is still ongoing. I don't mean to make it sound like that was in the past. Yeah. Uh, but during the start of the pandemic, yeah. she had this. Uh, this cooking show. Yep. Uh, Amy Schumer learns to cook. Yeah. I guess her husband is like a, a chef. Yeah, he or is. A cook. Yeah. And um, and so he's it's a it was a show with you know it was like literally just like their their nanny was like filming them mm-hmm. in their kitchen. Yeah. And they had like another camera like posted up like on the ceiling or something like that that you know got different angles and it was just like the weirdest fucking setup. Yeah. But. But it was him teaching her how to cook. And, like, she also had, like, recipes for, um, you know, like, cocktails and shit to have mm-hmm. uh, along with the meals. And I thought that shit was hilarious. Like, yeah. And, and I think it was I think it was because it wasn't stand up. Right. It was it was just some natural like in the house, like and her just like bantering with her husband. And, it, and I thought she was still fucking hilarious. Like she still hit all the all the all the buttons for for funny you know yeah i i I don't know i like i think i haven't seen seen that so i can't comment on it but for me it's just i don't know like i was watching the documentary and it's just like 
I feel like she's just trying to be funny. And for me, it's just like, okay, like it's the same shtick. I don't know. It's just, I, I just, she tries to like, she does a lot of stuff for shock value. Um, and I feel like when you first see Amy Schumer and you don't know who she is, like, you're like, oh, who is this girl? Like, she's kind of funny and she's, she says things you wouldn't expect. But now it's like, I, I expect that from her. So it's losing its, its punch for me. Um, but that, I mean, that's just personally, I mean, obviously you still find her funny. I know a lot of people do. It's just for me, it was kind of falling a little bit short. Uh, but that, but that show that we were watching, it was also like, I don't really want to relive (laughs) any of that stuff. I'm kind of somewhat starting to level out again. So, yeah. Dude, you got to watch, uh, this, if you like, if you ended up liking the wrong Missy, I, I recommend Desperados. Okay. Um, it's another Netflix original. Uh, it's Nassim uh, Pradad or, or Pedrad. I'm sorry. Nassim Pedrad mm-hmm. from uh, Saturday Night Live and uh, Robbie Amell from Upload. Okay. And uh, Lamorne Morris. You know who he is? Uh, let me see. I'm actually looking at the page right now. I'm just pulling you up ever, his, you uh, ever see uh, You ever see New Girl? Oh, no. I'm looking at him. I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's great. That dude is fucking awesome man yeah he's uh good. and he does a really good job in this movie and and it's a it's a fan it's a fun fucking movie man like i had a i had a good time watching it it was a feel-good movie like at the end you're like oh shit that was really good yeah. um and like you know in the beginning i feel like it was struggling to find its momentum but then once it actually picks up it's it's really good really mm-hmm. fucking good all right um so watch that so we can talk about it um but uh aside from that uh what did I watch? Uh, the floor is lava. Yeah, man. I like I said earlier, I was gonna watch that, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna watch that." <laughs> yeah, for those in the audience that were not around for the conversation we had before we started recording, he actually did say that earlier. Um, <laughs> okay. The uh, <laughs> the floor is lava, man. Like you, you played that when you were a kid, right? Yeah, everybody. Who played. hasn't? Who yeah, hasn't? Exactly. Right? Like you pretend there's lava on the floor or the floor is lava and you have to crawl around the couch, the fucking house furniture, and your mom yells at you, like, get off the fucking furniture. Exactly, right? yeah. Or, or maybe your mom didn't do that. My mom definitely yelled at me. And uh, <laughs> So it was, like, just cool to see them make a game show out of that, you know? And, and then I, I started watching it, and, like, they change up the obstacle course for every show. Um and then there are these groups of people and like they're all like hella confident they're all like yeah we're gonna do this and like you know sometimes it's a total wipeout they don't even not one person makes it across sometimes all of them make it across because they're just fucking like dope at this shit like they're rock climbers or some shit Mm -hmm. but it's it's fun man and there's really not a whole lot to talk about with this show it's like if you've played the floor is lava (laughs) then you know what the show's about like you know (laughs) you got to get from point a to point b without touching the floor Exactly. Only some of the, some of these obstacles are like really tough to get by. Like like you know they're like real slippery surfaces and not, and it's a really <laughs> small uh, surface area. So you know you you jump on something and you just like slip, bust your ass, and then hit the water. Um, it's a it's a oh and that's the other cool thing about the show is that the floor is actually like looks like it's lava. Yeah, it's like liquid. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like water, and it's like all moving around, and it's all lit up red, and it's it's fucking cool shit. Um, the the host is kind of funny. It's not super funny, but he's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I think I think a lot of the uh, the the people participating are funnier than the host, to be honest. Sometimes. Okay. But uh, but it's it's a good show, man. Like that's really all mm-hmm. I can say about it. It's a good time sink. Like if you're chilling, like with family, and like you guys are all talking, and you just want something on in the background, the floor, the floor is lava, is the shit. That that's fire for that situation, man. Like you can, you can take <laughs> that and just that you could take that and put that on in the background, and then not feel like you have to pay attention to anything on the screen for hours. Um, so so yeah, uh, take that for what it's worth, and let's move on. All right. Um, this isn't a, this obviously isn't really related to anything that we've seen, but I just think this is kind of cool news. Um, anybody who is fans of, uh, Bill and Ted. Um, so I was wondering this, uh, and now it's been confirmed because, uh, Kevin Smith kind of slipped up, but, um, so Bill and Ted face the music. Um, 
it has been confirmed that George Carlin does make an appearance in the film uh, as Rufus. So it basically says that right here, there's an article that I, that I pulled up and it says, um, panel moderator Kevin Smith let it slip that the late George Carlin appears in the film. Praising the movie, Smith gushed that seeing George pop up for a moment was like everything. No details on how Carlin, who passed away in 2008, will be making his appearance, whether through archival footage or CGI, and no comment or confirmation was offered by the filmmakers. In a previously announced news, the movie will hit video on demand on September 1st uh, and select movie theaters too. I'm not really sure how they're going to pull that off, but apparently it'd probably be like small, invite-only uh, type deals. Uh, you have to have like, you know, passes for that. Um, but regardless, um, at least I wasn't aware of the date up until I read this article a little while ago. So September 1st video on demand, that's something to look forward to. Um, I know I will be watching that. Um, and I cannot wait to see, um, George Carlin and just Bill and Ted back together, man. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of, uh, Bill and Ted, Alex Winter, uh, directed a documentary and I'm blanking on the name right now, but I just was reminded of it. Um, as I Google it quick. Um, so it was a documentary about child stars, um, you know, like, and what their life was basically like. Um, and I can't even uh, find it. Oh, it's not Bill and Ted. And I can't even, oh, it's called showbiz kids. Um, so it's on HBO, but, uh, it, it basically discusses uh, a lot of these, uh, kids that have been, you know, uh, child stars talk about like how their life was affected, uh, by being a child star and what that was like. Um, and you know how they, um, you know, feel like they're, they missed out on their childhood and, and how their parents, uh, acted when they became child stars. I don't know. It was interesting. It was, <laughs> to be honest with you, his mom's really depressing. Uh, but it was, it was, you know, something that my wife wanted to watch. So I was like, all right, let's check it out. Um, I was kind of, you know, in and out of it, to be honest with you, because I had a feeling I knew how it was going to go. It's all these people talking about like how, yeah, I'm glad I was a part of these movies, but I hate, hated working all the time and not being able to have a child to like the girl who played Matilda and she was the little girl in Mrs. Doubtfire. And it was the kid who was, you know, played Elliot in E.T. Um, you know, they start talking about like how their lives were, you know, kind of ever since they became child stars their uh, <laughs> their life was just not their childhood was i guess like i can't really i can't really speak to it you know like i was never a child star in any way shape or form so i lived my childhood and i feel like not being able to be a kid um really has an impact on as as you as a person as you grow up and you feel like you missed out on that part of your life and I, I obviously feel like it definitely shapes the way you are as a person. And these kids have to, you know, uh, always be on, you know, they always have to smile for the camera and be nice to their fans. And they always have to, they're put into adult situations at a very young age and have to act professional on set. And I feel like it forces them to grow up too fast where they don't really get a chance to actually be kids. So I think that that probably does have some yeah. sort of an effect on them as they get older. Um, it's kind of like you've been get, an adult your whole life. I think they should have like a secret identity, right? Yeah, like how? <laughs> I don't know. Like if like so like my name's Anthony Cooley. Like yeah. if I was uh, a child star, my name could be like Bob Black, right? <laughs> Bob Black. We, yeah, we know and, somebody and, named Bob Black. I know, I, I know, but I'm just saying, I could be, I could be him. Uh, you can't though. That doesn't make any sense though, because like, even if you did have that name, you're still highly recognizable. So well, even if, now you... I'm highly recognizable, but as a kid, I mean, kids, a lot of kids look alike, man. Nah, man, the kid from ET, dude, looks like the kid from ET now. Like the girl. From... I don't know, man. Like when I was a kid, like there were plenty of kids that looked like me. Like and and then as I grew older, like my facial features started to define and yeah but dude that, that's a little different yeah but if i would know? yeah but if you were to look up like <laughs> like the media is still going to be aware that it's you where they're going to have updated pictures online so it's not like well, you're no, going to be able to like, hide bro well no because like i would live in like uh kentucky or some shit oh yeah dude all right because that makes sense because the no, media there's does no media not in kentucky yeah the media doesn't go to kentucky yeah kentucky is just the place where they make the glass for iphones that's the only thing i know about kentucky that's it 
That's yeah. it. That's all they got. Yeah, and fried what chicken. What else they got? Apparently. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kentucky fried chicken. That and chicken. So, yeah. uh, Kentucky Heat. They have some. Uh, they have some good hot sauce. All right, man. I haven't tried that. I'm glad I know about that now. So. <laughs> all right, man. Well, oh, I've been building up my tolerance too. So if you ever want to like yeah, have bullshit. a go at this like pepper shit, yeah, like, I'm, I'm cool with it. What are you building up your tolerance? What are you having? Friggin' like Frank's Red Hot? <laughs> it's not a tolerance, bro. Some sriracha? Like what are you? What are that's you? That's like a that's a real fucked up thing to ask me. Like why does it have to be just that? Like because I you, you, I, if I tell you I'm building up my tolerance, it's beyond fucking Frank's Red Hot. I well, mean that shit I eat every day. Then what is it, man? Give me some shit. Huh? Like what are you? What are you no, trying? Like you know, like getting into some ghost pepper and shit like that. You know what I mean? So you're just putting ghost pepper on your chicken? Like, what do you, what do you? Like ghost pepper sauce and shit. Yeah. All right, man. So (laughs) I'd like to know what the Scoville is on that. Fucking tastes like a million bee stings, you know? (laughs) Your worst fear. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it was, it was terrible. I couldn't even, I couldn't even taste the food that I put it on. It was awful, but. Sounds awesome. But I, but I think I can take it. Yo, you, you want to hear, uh, just uh, as far as like your worst nightmare, because you hate bees, bro. Uh, on the left side of my shed against the fence, there's a small bees nest. So you should mm. probably come over, man, and like we'll just hang out, have drinks outside, and I'll show you where the bees nest is. Yeah, <laughs> so. are, you, are you like, are you like, you're probably just gonna leave it there, huh? Since you're planning on moving, you're just like, fuck it. No, well, I'm not gonna. I'm so here's like, the fuck thing. Fuck it, just leave the bees there. Listen, I'm not. So if you don't go over there. And you don't fuck with it, then why? See, here's the thing. I know that you have a hatred for bees because you're afraid of them, but why would you kill bees? They're like the one of the most important insects that are like endangered right now. That like they have a really big impact on the environment. I'm not gonna go fucking kill a bunch of bees because they set up nests to my shed that I'm rarely near. Like I, it's it's actually on the fence behind my shed. Like I don't go back there and fuck with it. I literally go in my shed to maybe like grab something once in a while. The bees aren't bothering me. I'm not bothering them. Leave them like fucking of, alone. You, you're one of the only people I know that's like, uh, fuck it. Guess I'm a beekeeper now. No, I'm not. Like, a, dude, I'm not. I'm not going over there and like harvesting honey. Like I'm not like, a beekeeper. Like nature, nature has determined that I will be a. I'll be a beekeeper. Nah, bro. I don't have a freaking one of those suits and shit, and I don't like have like freaking honeycomb that I make my own honey. Like, dude, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to go over there and fuck with it. It's a very small one. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, who cares? You know, it's actually funny that, you know how we found out it was there. So, so Don came over to my house one night and he was like, had to piss. And he was like, yo, I'm just going to go behind your shit. <laughs> so he went by there. It was like nighttime. And he goes, yo, there's a fucking bees nest behind your fucking shed. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, dude. So he took a picture with his camera. And then he came over and he was like, yo, I took a picture. And then he was like, he opened up the picture and there were bees on the fucking nest. He's like, oh, shit, dude. I was standing right there, man. He's like, I didn't even realize. I was like, well, dude, it's nighttime. Like bees are kind of like a little out of it. They're a little complacent at night. Um, They're they're not nocturnal insects. So they don't, if you ever see like a bee at night, it, it the way it moves is like super kind of tired. Like it gets almost like disoriented at night. So, mm. but I mean, like I've taken a couple pictures of it. Um, I got close enough where I could take a picture just to kind of see like what was going on. I like zoomed in, but it's not, um, it's not a, a big bees nest, man. It's like rather small and it looks like it's almost done being a bees nest, you know? And then once it's done, you just can knock it down. Uh, but I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go kill it a bunch of bees for no reason if they're not fucking with if it was like on my house if it was on my house dude yes but it's behind my shed in a friggin place that i'm not even near so why even mess with it you know did you ever watch my girl yeah dude but macaulay culkin was like he he was in the middle of the woods man like what a huge bees nest and he was allergic to bees like that's saying yeah dude well he was allergic to bees and got attacked by a shit ton of them like i'm not but he was also fucking with it like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go. I, I, I'm it's it's I'm not a I'm not well, allergic I'm just, to bees. Well, I'm just glad that I'm just glad that you're moving, you know, before Ariel is old enough to, like, walk around and fucking poke a fucking giant bees nest and, and get and then you find out somehow the wrong way. You know what I mean? I'm just glad you're moving. That's all. That's well, all I'll tell you what. So we know it's there. We don't allow. She does walk around, but we don't allow her to go over there, bro. She's so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she has no reason to go behind the shed. There's nothing. I'm always with her. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Yeah. She's not going to go over there. So <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm just... she wouldn't even, she's going to go over there and start 
poking a stick at it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just gonna stand there and be like, oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> so, nah, man, that's fucked. Um, <laughs> that's fucked. He says. No, she's. It's good, man. It's like I said. It's the business has pretty much almost run its course. It's been there for maybe like two weeks, so. It was really small. And it wasn't... <laughs> they don't run their costs, bro. Yeah, they do, bro. At a certain they, point in time. They... At a certain point in time, they're like, fuck this. We got to. It's not. They're not like people. They're not like, oh, fuck this. We got to move. Like, I just saw like black people moving down the street. We got to go. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not how bees operate. Like, nah, you keep an eye on their it, man. Nest. Yeah, it's a nest. And then after the nest gives, you know, all the other all the bees are done <laughs> being born or whatever. You just that's it. You, it, it's you ever you ever I've I've strolled up randomly on like a bee's nest that's like no longer <laughs> no longer a, a habitat for bees. They don't they don't friggin like dude. They don't like make a bee's nest and then <laughs> fucking like take it apart before they leave. You know what I mean? They just leave. <laughs> they don't need it anymore. I don't know. Whatever. I'll I'll send you the picture I took of it, man. So. Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah, dude. I know, because you're probably going to have a, a heart attack when you see it. It's mad small, yeah, just, dude. It's not It's not really that big at all. I actually zoomed in, so it's probably maybe like the size of my hand. So don't freak out. Probably smaller than that. It's like a, a little bigger than a fist. So anyway, actually, you know what? You have your phone on you, right? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to send it to you right now, and I want to get your honest yeah. impression. Uh, here we go. So here we go. I just sent it to you. You're going to freak out when you see it. I know you are, but you got to zoom in on it. Like I said, it's mad small. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> what, what is that shit? What? Hold on. Like, it looks like a giant fucking beehive on the top there. What do you mean a giant beehive? Like a murder bee. Well, no, I zoomed in on it, man. Like, they're really... It, this thing is really small, bro. Mm. Yep. A murder yeah, bee. What the fuck is a murder bee? <laughs> all bees. All, all bees. bees. All bees are murder. Dude, are you allergic yeah. to bees? Huh? Are you allergic to bees? Probably. You don't know. All right. So you don't know if you have you ever been stung by a bee? I will not. Dude, you don't have a choice, man. People don't don't like be. Ah, oh, man. Today's Sunday, planning to get stung by a bee. It fucking happens because they get pissed off because you do some shit that I mean, like I'm just saying, like Correct. it's usually Correct. No, I, no, it, no, it's it usually accidentally. It happens because people aren't careful enough. Yeah, but, but I, I have but I have been careful since I could see bees. <laughs> since I could see yeah. bees. I it's a it's a natural instinct at this point. If I see a bee, I quietly move to another area of the yard. Do you feel like what do you think is gonna happen if you get stung? die that's not what yeah. happens i don't know that's not what happens so i'm not gonna find out that's all but why don't you get like an allergy test man to figure out if you're allergic to bees and then if you're allergic to bees you have a reason not to get near them but, uh, if, but if i've <laughs> thought about getting allergy tests and it seems great but i just i have too much other shit going on in my life and it seems no. it seems great i can't <laughs> Yeah, I just can't it's up there with going on vacation. My... <laughs> Seems great. Can't, can't, I can't wrap my head around having that luxury of, of fucking having time to go and get an allergy test. Like, I barely can go and get shit taken care of that needs to get done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, I think it's going to be fine. You know, I'll keep an eye on the bees nest for you. If it gets bigger, you know, I'll, I'll take another picture. But uh, I'm not really worried about it. So, like I said. And by the way, I looked up online, like, if you're worried about, like, what to do if you're worried about a bees nest. I'm just going to contact my local beekeeper. And they will come over and remove the bees for me and relocate them to their place where they make honey and shit. And they're not going to kill them. And like, they'll do it for free? Yeah, they don't charge you to do it, man, because they don't oh, want... That's dope. They don't want you to kill the bees, yeah, man. Yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah, I probably will. But it looks like it's yeah. not getting any bigger, and it's pretty much almost like out of service. So, you know, out of service. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Next time I go like over there, there's gonna, an ex, like there's an expiration. No, date no, no. Date like I'm gonna fucking... go over there, bro, and it's just gonna be thinking of post up a sign that's gonna say "Sorry, we're closed." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, I'm out. <laughs> So I'm pretty right, much man. done talking about bees. <laughs> so I hope people enjoyed this bullshit convo. All right, man. It has nothing to do with anything that we watched. So, no. 
<laughs> no, we talked about My Girl. I think it's on Netflix. Well, so. I did watch Attack of the Killer Bees when I was younger, and nice. that's what set this off. So anybody interested in developing a healthy fear of bees, watch Attack of the Killer Bees, and you will join me in my Or you psychosis. can skip that and just watch A Bee's Life, and then you'll probably have a more <laughs> calm reaction to bees. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that ends this episode of Cross the Streams podcast. We will catch you guys in two weeks. And uh, that's all we got. Later. Peace.